Sister Ibella, where you at? Where you at? Thank you for that. Amen, somebody. Uh, come on, you, you, you can do better than that. Amen, somebody. Yeah, Christ is enough. In fact, when we preach, that's what we're here to tell you. Christ is enough for your problems. Christ is enough to heal you. Christ is enough to make you happy. Amen, somebody. We are in this series about relationships. Relationships because we believe relationships are important. And last month, we were focusing on the individual, meaning that if you're going to have successful relationships, it has to be because you are an individual are at a healthier place. And so when you're at a healthier place, you're able to relate better. This month in February, we're going to talk about relationships in particular. Thank you, my brother. And... We want to focus on this idea of you do compliment me. Everybody say, you compliment me. Church, what's going on? One more time. You do. You can follow along. You do compliment me. All right, I hope you're going to keep that same energy as we're going through uh, uh, this word today. It is 11.28. I hope I'm going to be done at 3 p.m. Is that good for y'all? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no, no worries. I, I, I'll make sure I take enough time, but I won't be too long. You do compliment me. We are in 1 Kings chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, kindly turn to 1 Kings chapter 12. And we're going to consider verse number 5 until verse number 10. First Kings chapter number 12 and verse number 6. Kindly stand with me for the reading of the scripture this morning. First Kings chapter 12. Let us read the scripture together this morning. If your feet work, nothing is broken. You know, just join me in standing as we read the scripture together. Pastor Sam likes to say, as some things change, some things remain the same. You know, so I must to ask you to, to stand up to read the scripture this morning. Everybody got it? You got it? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do this. Let's do First Kings chapter 12. Now, before I read, let me just say something. This passage explains the time when Solomon died and then his poem became king over the nation of Israel. So we are looking at a period of transition And the people made a request to Rehoboam and they said, we would like you to make things lighter for us. So Rehoboam hears the request and then he goes and gets advice. So we are right there when advice from people. Let me read in verse number five. It says, then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. Here's a question. How would you advise me to answer these people? He asked. They replied, if today, you got to listen to this. If today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always, they will always be your servants. If you serve them, (laughs) they'll be loyal to you. Mm. But Rehoboam rejected. In fact, the, 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 the Hebrew says he divorced 
the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? Listen to this. The young men who had grown up with him replied, these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our, our, our yoke lighter. This is what you need to tell them. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. Mm. I will make it even heavy. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. I want to ask you this question from this text. Do you want a compliment or a compliment? Let us pray. Father God, I, I ask you to do something today. What I ask is that you take what I have done and make it useful for somebody today. I pray that you would impact our thinking today. That we're the same. That we don't live the same. And that we don't approach relationships the same. And thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. What are you searching for? You're either searching for a compliment or a compliment. Uh, as I shared this title with Pastor Sam, he says the English say compliment and the Americans say compliment in pronouncing these two words. But I said, uh, Pastor Sam, the reality is that these two words are homophones. In other words, they sound the same, but they're spelled different. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you have compliment with an E, Brother Jeff. And then you have compliment with an I. These two words sound the same. They are pronounced the same, but they mean something different. You see, a compliment with an I is an expression of praise. It's an expression of flattering somebody. Uh, gentlemen, when you tell the lady that she looks good, that is a compliment. When you feel like, mm -mm -mm, girl, you got it going on today, that is a compliment. When you say, mm, buckles dong, that is a compliment. You are praising somebody. You are you are, uh, you are caressing their ego. You're, you're trying to make them feel good, Sister Lydia. A compliment with an E is something that is used to complete something else. For example, when you get your pulsa, you are trying to compliment your phone so that you can be able to talk to somebody. <laughs> Without the pulser, I don't want to say the wrong things today. <laughs> Forgive me. Without the pulser, you cannot connect to somebody. Are we together? You put gasoline in your car. No, not gasoline. You put benzene in your car because you want to be able to travel from Caucasus to Pacific Place. So the benzene allows your car to be able to move a little bit faster so that you can get to Pacific Place. You see, smart people, when they get into relationships, 
they are concerned with compliments with an E. They are not concerned with compliments with an I. Because they want a compliment with an E. Because they want somebody who is going to help them to run better. They want somebody who is going to help them think better. They want somebody who is going to help them to to connect better. They want someone who is going to help them expand their vision. Expand how they think. And they, 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 they're okay if something looks good. They're okay if something looks nice. They're okay if somebody makes a lot of money. They're okay to take trips to Bali and Lombok and Raja Ampa. They're okay with that. But that's not what they're looking for. They want to grow. They want to expand. They want to be better people. So they are concerned with a compliment with an E. Yo, yo, yo seem dead this morning. You don't seem fired up yet. I get you right there. Uh, listen to this, brother, brother Yonata. If you have a compliment with an I, you will get what you like, but not what you need. Amen. Amen, y'all. <laughs> if you get a comment with an eye, it'll be nice. It'll look good. But on the days you're frustrated, they can help you. When you're having doubts about God, they can help you. <laughs> when you're wondering how to meet the KPI, they can help you. Because all they're good for is complimenting you, making you feel good, making you look nice. But they actually never help you to grow, to be a better person. So what I want to do today, Sister Dita, is very simple. Is how do you know whether somebody is a compliment with an I or a compliment with an E? That's what I want to do today. So step into the text with me this morning because we have a situation that is tense. Uh, a king is dead. Solomon is now resting with his fathers. Tension is in the air because there must be transition between an old king and a new king. The people have ended a relationship with, with Solomon. They now are ready to start a relationship with Rehoboam. And before they can start this relationship with Rehoboam, they put a non-negotiable on the table. Everybody say non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Uh, one more time, non-negotiable. They tell Rehoboam, Rehoboam, we want this relationship with you, but there's one thing you must do for us. You must make it easier for us. You must light load that your father was loading us with. You see, they had come to a place in their life that they wanted to put aside money for college for the kids. They had come to a place in their life that they wanted to put aside money to invest in their business. They had come to a place in their life. They were no longer concerned. They were no longer interested in things as usual. They wanted to redefine the terms. In other words, what they understood is this. And I hope this is going to speak to somebody. Relationships thrive when people freely specify what do they need from the relationship? Amen, somebody? Amen, somebody? <laughs> See, I want to sit right here for a minute. 
You see, they have been used to a one-way relationship. Solomon the king is the one who determines how much they should pay. Is the one who determines how many kids they should put into the, the uh, Israelite army. The people said, Rehoboam, that was your father. We don't want that no more. It's a new time. It's a new season. And we want things to be different. What we need from you is for you to make things better for us. And we are going to serve you. Our need is for you to make life better. And if you do, we are going to serve you. Can I just be honest with you? Some of us think that the person we are dating or who we are with should be an MRI. They should read our needs. They should be like an x-ray reading what we think we want. A person is not an MRI or an x-ray. You've got to be able to tell them, you know what, I need more time from you. You got to be able to say, you know what? Last year you were taking me out. This year I need you to take me out. Because many times we are frustrated because we don't speak. And he or she is a bad guy because you don't say nothing. They are going about their life. You have seen those memes on Instagram where the wife is mad and the husband is driving happy. You see no. And some of us are like that in our relationship. The other person is driving happy, uh, watching happy, eating happy, uh, sleeping happy, reading happy. And all you are is sad, angry, and frustrated. Not because they are bad, but simply because you don't say what you need. So the people are saying Solomon was like that. But mm, no, we can't have it like that anymore. And I need somebody today to, to make up their minds and say, you know what? I will no longer keep quiet when I need it. I'll no longer shut my mouth when I need it. I'll no longer be the peacemaker when I need it. If I need it, i say it. And that's how it is. Because relationships function best when they're like uh, joint accounts. You know a joint account? You know, the, the password to that account, you know how much money is in the account. I know, Kia, you don't know what a joint account is yet. You're going to know one day. But a joint account allows you to be able to deposit, to take out. And some of you need to be able to deposit into your relationship. You need to be able to withdraw in your relationship. Because some of you are under some oppression in your relationships. You are under control in your relationships. And the only thing that you need to do to change the situation is to confront it. And say, you know what, I'm over and I'm through with this. This is not how it's going to be in this year. And for ladies, if you're being abused, man, go to a place you're safe in. If you don't like it because these people were being abused by Solomon, if you don't like it, mm, you ain't got to stay. I ain't saying you got a divorce. But there is a thing I saying, you know what, I'm in danger. I, am, I, I, need, I need safety. I need a place where I can, I can be okay because in this situation, I'm not okay. And somebody's at that place today. And these people are saying, you know what, <laughs> we're not going to be abused no more. And you got to make up your mind that you're not going to be abused anymore. Let me drop a few points with you, then I'm done. The first thing I want to say to you is that compliments with an E, they commit to your growth. Uh, watch this. Solomon, the son of Solomon, he has received a request for change from the people. And notice what he does, Putra. 
he goes to the advisors of his father and he says, how do you advise me to answer these people? He, he's asking for a strategy. And notice the strategy that they give him. Notice this. If today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. If they gave him an elevator strategy. Because he was king. He is high. So they are saying to him, Rehoboam, you need to take an elevator from your throne and get down to where the people are. You cannot be where you are. You cannot stay high. You have got to come low. And if you serve the people, <laughs> you are going to have loyal servants for the rest of your life. Ah, he's saying to, to Rehoboam, Rehoboam, I know you have been used to commanding people. I know you have been used to getting your way. I know you have been used to fine dining. I know you have been used to driving and, and riding on the greatest chariots. But in this season of change, you have got to know how to be where your people are. And if you're where your people are, they're going to serve you. This is a word for somebody. If you want your relationship to be better, if you want a relationship to be good, learn how to serve. You see, Rehoboam, I'm going to use it like this. Rehoboam was upset. Upset. <laughs> he was upset. He was upset in his position. But the men are saying you have to come down from your position. How <laughs> do you hear that? Some of you are upset with your money. Upset with your pride. Upset with how you think it should be. But you got to know how to come down. And if you can come down, you have loyal servants forever. So, compliments. They are concerned with you growing. They could have said to Solomon, to Rehoboam, Rehoboam, yeah, you know, yeah, king, that's tough. Uh, mm, I don't know why they're asking you to come down, king. You are the king. <laughs> you, you, Pastor Sam, you, you, you are in charge. <laughs> you, you run things up in here. They didn't tell him what he needed, what he wanted to hear. They told him what he needed to hear. You see, compliments with an E, they are not concerned about what you need to hear. They are concerned with what you needed to hear. They are not concerned with you being comfortable, but they are concerned with you expanding and growing and being a better you. They are concerned with respecting you, but they are not afraid to dissect your opinion. They are not afraid of disagreeing with you, but they are willing to be disagreeable. They're okay with saying to you, you know what, I love you, but this is our line. I know that that's how you like to react, but in this season, you can no longer react like that. They are concerned with your growth. They are concerned with you being a better individual. And the question you have to ask yourself is this, am I the kind of person who likes growth? Am I the kind of person who likes to be where I am? 
Am I the kind of person who doesn't like to be challenged? Because compliments, they are committed to your growth. They are like dumbbells. You guys go to the gym? Anybody go to the gym here? I see you, my sister. Mm-hmm. I see you. I see you. You go, okay. You see, whenever I interact with a dumbbell, a dumbbell always makes me sweat, Brother Johan. But sweat is good for me because sweat takes out toxicity out of my system. There are things in my system that are not good. You see, that's what compliments are like. They're like a dumbbell. Anytime you interact with them, toxicity of pride goes out of you. Anytime you interact with them, toxicity of having your way goes out of you. Anytime you interact with them, they take out the things that are not good in you and put good things in you. Amen, somebody? And that's what you need to be looking for. If the person is not challenging you to be a better you, that's not the person you need. They're a compliment with an I. Let me move along. Here's the second thing I want to tell you. Compliments with an I, they commit to the status quo. Arriba shaking his head. They commit to the status, status quo. Because notice what happens. Because Rehoboam did not like the advice that he received. So the text says he rejected the advice of the elders and consulted with the young men who he had grown up with. Rehoboam, Brother Nick, did a peer review. In other words, he wanted likes and comments from his friends. He says, I have heard what the old men are saying. That's the old generation. I need what's current. I need what's, we need to do things differently. So I think that the old men are out of touch. Let me go and consult the young men. And notice what he, he does. It's very important. He asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer this person who says to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? Now notice how they respond. The young men who had grown up with him replied, tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it heavier. My father scores you with scorpions. I will scourge you with scorpions. <sighs> Brother, you're not, I did the same thing. Like, oh, that's, that's, that's silly, man. But let's, let's diagnose the situation. Let's analyze the situation. Think with me for a second. The old man had been serving his father Solomon. He never had to tell them what the people asked. He just said, how do you advise me to answer these people? But when he goes to the young man, when he goes to the young man, he, he, he says, what advice do you tell me 
so that I can answer the people who said to me, make it heavier or lighter for us. I hope you caught it. Let me slow down. When he consults the old men, he never had to tell them what was going on because they knew what was going on. When he talks to the young men, he has to tell them what the people have said to him. Because it tells me that they did not know what was going on. The young men were living in a bubble. The young men had grown up with him in the palace. They were used to being served. They were used to riding the best chariots. They not, did not understand that people actually work out there. They only thought servants serve, kings are kings. So when he comes to his friends, his friends say, hmm, Rehoboam, hey, Rehoboam, bro, I got to tell you straight, Rehoboam, don't bend. We got to show that we are powerful. <laughs> We've got to show that we are in charge. You know, the old men are not thinking straight. We are thinking, you know, it's no times. You, your father, he, he made it heavy, but mm, for us, our finger is going to be thicker. <laughs> thicker than, <laughs> than my thigh. Your father used uh, whips, but uh, let's use scorpions on them. They told him, what he wanted to hear. Not because they didn't care, but that's because that's all they knew. See, some of the people you talk to, some of the people you are friends with, they can't help you see anything different because all they know is what you know. <laughs> you hear what I said? All they know is what you know. They went to the same school as you. They read the same books as you. They eat at the same restaurants as you. They vacation in the same places as you. So when you ask them for advice, they're going to give you advice based upon what they know. Because they are in a bubble. Because they are narrow-minded. Because all they see is what they know. And brother and sister, you got to be careful with that. Because those people are like... Those people are like Google... You know, I like Google because Google never asks me questions. I can type in Google how to get a girl and Google will tell me many, many things. Not right now, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I got a girl. I can type on Google and Google can tell me how to make more money. I can type on Google, what's the trending dressing of 2023? <laughs> Google will show me all kind of things. Google will never question you. Google will never challenge you. Because Google is committed to your clicks, not your growth. Google is committed to what you want. Because as long as you get what you want, you're going to keep coming to Google. <laughs> And you see, compliments with an eye. They are committed to the status quo because if they keep giving you what you want, you keep coming to them. 
You keep running to them. You keep giving to them. So they will never, ever, ever challenge you because you are benefiting them. And that's why some of us have people in our lives that all they do is say yes. Should I buy this? Bole. Should I travel? Bole. What would you do? I'll do what you do. Have you guys seen the movie Coming to America? Anybody? Oh, no, they didn't, so I can't use that one. Mm. Ooh, let me find another one. I'm going to try anyway. In the movie, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy uh, is given a wife from his father. He is the prince of Zamunda. He's about to be a prince. So the father says, Eddie, it's time for you to get married. In the movie, he wasn't called Eddie. He was called Akim. So the king says, Akim, it's time for you to get married. And here's a wife for you. So the wife comes to, to, to Eddie and meets, uh, meets Akim for the first time. And so Akim says, Sister Charmaine, uh, what do you like? Whatever you like. Ah, no, no, I want to hear what you like. No, no, no. I like what you like. And Eddie says, bark like a dog. And, and, the, and the lady in the movie starts to bark like a dog. Woof, woof, woof. And, 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 and Akeem goes to his father. He says, Daddy, I don't want that. I want somebody who's not going to like what I like. I want somebody who's going to at least challenge me. I want somebody who, if I want Gado Gado, they want, uh, they want uh, uh, I am Goreng. If I go left, they should at least be able to go right. I don't need a compliment with an eye. I don't need the status quo. I need something different. And I want you to ask yourself, in your relationship, are you a compliment with an eye? Are you okay with the status quo? Are you okay with the way they are? Or are you willing to say, you know what, this year, I'm going to grow. Notice this. Notice this. The king, the king, and let me go back. I went a little faster. Again, how would you advise me to answer these people? How? He's looking for a strategy from the old man. But when he goes to the young men, he, he's asking them what to say. Meaning that he doesn't have a mind of his own. It's funny how sometimes we get in relationships and we start to think. We start to think. We no longer use our brain. You, you know how, how, how we do this? Oh, they're the one good with money. <laughs> I'm the spender. They, they're the saver. So I don't have to worry about saving. They, they do everything. I'm not good in the Bible. <laughs> they're the ones who are good in the Bible. I can't pray as much as they can pray. Because you are not allowing yourself to, to grow. And the worst relationships are the relationships in which the person you are with is like a crutch. <laughs> Meaning that you cannot stand on your own two feet without the help from them. 
And unless they move, you not move. Unless they decide, you not decide. But brother and sister, it's time for you and I to be able to make decisions for ourselves, to be able to think for ourselves, to be able to pray for ourselves, to be able to, 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 to plan for ourselves. Amen, somebody? I don't have too much time. Let me tell you the third thing. Compliments with an eye. They will refuse your non-negotiables. Because when the people said, King, we want you to make it lighter for us. Notice how the king answered. The king answered, the people harshly rejected advice given him by the elders and followed the advice of the young men. He was not willing to accept it. He was not willing to take the elevator from the throne and come down to the people. So naturally, the people revolted. Everybody said, Rehoboam doesn't want to listen to us. He doesn't care about us. Let us go home. Let us go home. Because this ain't home right here. Understand me, child of God. It is reasonable to end a relationship if you can't sacrifice a non-negotiable. Did I say it again? If they don't want to accept your non-negotiables, you've got to step out. If they don't want to accept you for who you are, you've got to step out. It is reasonable to, to end it. Because you know what some of us do? We, we, we ah, I think I can bear this. Or they will change. <laughs> they will be better. I think it's me who is the problem. No, 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 child of God. I'm here to let you know that if it ain't right, if it doesn't feel right, you have got to walk out and go where you feel like you are at home. Because some of us are not home in our relationships. You never feel. I say this. Let me edit my thoughts before I give you something raw. And then you'll be like, Pastor, what are you talking about? See, some of us are not at home in our, in our relationships. It's like we're in prison. You can't ask. You, you, you can't make a suggestion. It always must be according to what the person wants. Uh, they, want, they want to go to Caucasus and eat uh, tous les jours. But in your heart, you really want to go to Rambolin. <laughs> but you know, if you mention, you just even say, Rah. <laughs> they'll be like, what? <laughs> they criticize you for going to church. They don't like your parents. They don't like your family. <laughs> and yet you're still staying. That they're going to change in the future? I like what the men did. Because they said, you know what? Let's go home. And brother and sister, home is where you are comfortable. Home is where you are appreciated. Now, now married people, please don't walk out. Don't go home because you're already home. Amen. Amen. Make it home. Amen. It's hell in there. It's all right. Make it heaven. How do you make it heaven? You got to come down. 
You've got to calm down from your position. You are too upset. You've got to calm down. But if you are dating, you still have options. Amen. You are not stuck. You can still say, mm, I got to get out of this situation. She likes it. <laughs> it's reasonable. And Pastor Sam asked us this question, and I want to repeat the question. If nothing changes in their behavior for the rest of their life, would I want to spend the rest of my life with them? Hmm? Sister Timmy, come on now. I don't have all time, so let me go to the third, fourth thing I want to tell you. I'm almost at the end. You see, here is where I hope you're going to find hope and encouragement in this sermon. Because God will stop you to complement areas you like growth in. Notice, notice that the people went home. But notice what the text says. For this turn of events was from the Lord. To fulfill the word of the Lord, the word the Lord has spoken to Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, through Ahijah, the Shilonite. The way Rehoboam responded to the people, the way the people went back home, is because the Lord wanted it that way. Sometimes... God is not afraid to get in your way. Sometimes God will make it, will make sure that you don't get the investment. Sometimes God will make sure you don't get the girl. And you might be frustrated. I've been praying. I've been giving. I've been doing the right thing, but why didn't it working? I came to tell you, God is the one responsible. You see, some of us, when we do things, we, we like to hide. And we don't want to look like the bad guy. I don't want to be seen. God says, it's me. In fact, if you take God to court, accuse him for getting in your way, God says, I'm guilty. <laughs> because God is not afraid to stop you. And I know you're saying, Pastor, why? Oh, God is loving. I thought God is kind. It's in his stopping you. That demonstrates how kind he is. Because Boaz planned to continue abusing the people. And it wasn't God's plan for the people to be abused. So he says, Rehoboam don't got it. He's not thinking straight. So I'm going to stop him and I'm not going to allow him to succeed and have all the ten kingdoms, some of them are going to have to be uh, to be torn from him. And here's what God said to one prophet. He said it like this. I'm about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon. I will leave him one try for the sake of my servant David. And for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Again, God did that because he wanted... To compliment Rehoboam in an area he was lacking growth in. You're told when you're preaching, don't put your hands on your hips. I'm sorry about that, so I'm going to take my hands off my hips. It wasn't God's plan for the nation to continue to suffer abuses of power. 
And Rehoboam was not willing to listen to the people. But what is beautiful about the story is that after the nation had split, Rehoboam finally got it. Because the text says that as he was about to go and fight the other ten tribes for, uh, uh, for revolting against him, the text says God came and said to Rehoboam, Rehoboam, don't go fight them. Let them be alone. Let them go. They're not to be a part of you. And the text says that they listen to the word of the Lord. In other words, finally Rehoboam was willing to come down from his position and be where the people are. Which means when God has stopped you and you allow God to work in you, you will eventually get the lesson that God wants you to get. You will eventually grow in the areas where you are, you are immature in. You eventually be better in the areas where you're bad in. Because God wants to make sure that you are saved. God wants to make sure that you survive. God wants to make sure that you lived a blessed life. And sometimes blessings come via the jalan of curses. Sometimes a blessing is going to come in your pain. And perhaps you're telling me, Pastor, it hasn't been working out for five years. Pastor, I've been sick all my life. Pastor, I've never been agreeing. Pastor, everything I invest in is not working. Understand, child of God, God is up to something. And when he's done with you, <laughs> you're going to be a grown-up person. You're going to be mature. You're going to be all that God has intended for you to be. So don't respond with frustration to divine disruption. Respond with faith when God makes you fail. Pastor, I want to keep it right here. But uh, people got to go and eat lunch. Amen. Amen, somebody. Let, 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 me, let me take this thing down uh, for you to see. Because when God removed... When God removed the ten tribes from Rehoboam, God gave Rehoboam one kingdom to, 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 to lead and to rule in. You see, when you're looking at your life and things are not right, always look about, think about what is right. I'm putting my hands in my pocket. I don't know why I'm doing that. Yes, you got fired. But you woke up this morning. Your eyes are working. Thank God for that. Yeah, you and the wife are having problems. But thank God that you still have a mom and a dad. You are sick and have pain in your body. But thank God that you can still go to Mayapada and Eka Hospital. Amen. Because when God deals with you, he doesn't, he doesn't destroy you. He makes sure that you can see his hand in your life. He makes sure that you can still stand and you can still breathe. So child of God, please take courage today and leave this place knowing God got my back. God is looking out for me. God is not going to let me go. God will never let me fail. Because the friends of Rehoboam failed him. But God says, Rehoboam, they failed you. They told you nonsense. I'm here to give you wisdom. I'm here to take care of you. I am your greatest compliment. I am the one who is there when everybody's gone. I am 
when they have died. I am there when you ain't got a job. I'm there when somebody walks out. I will be there. I ain't going nowhere. Let me wrap it up on this. Give me two, three more minutes. I'm done. You see, please take this one to heart. It's the last thing I'm going to say. It's dangerous to choose compliments as partners in relationships. Because the choices you make have consequences. You see, the fact that Rehoboam lost the kingdom, it wasn't because he made that choice. It was because his father made that choice. I want you to see that King Solomon loved many foreign women. And because of these foreign women, he turned his heart from God. The mother of Rehoboam was an Ammonite. Ammonites, they didn't worship Yahweh. They didn't worship the Lord. They worshipped images. And so, the reason why God tore the kingdom from Solomon, I mean from Rehoboam, is because he was trying to correct a choice made by Solomon. If Solomon never married an Ammonite, Rehoboam was never going to be born, and the nation was never going to be split. But because he married an Ammonite, and this Ammonite influenced Rehoboam, and that's why he became proud. And because of being proud, he lost the kingdom. But it wasn't because of Rehoboam, it was because of his father. You see, Solomon loved to compliment himself, compliment with an eye, with foreign women. And because of that, they infected and impacted a whole nation. Please hear me, child of God. Please hear me, brother. You got to be careful because a choice you make has consequence. You are not just dating a person. You are not just marrying a person. You are marrying the father of your kids. You are marrying the wife of your kids. And you got to ask yourself questions. Am I okay with their temper being infected into my kids? Am I okay that they like to talk to other girls? Because the things that you put up with are the things that are going to impact you much, much later. So ask yourself a question. What's the impact of this relationship 10 years down the line? What's the impact of this relationship when I'm sick? What's the impact of this relationship when I got no money? How are they going to treat me when I am nothing? And for parents... Rehoboam learned to be harsh because he saw his father harsh. So what he did, he just copied what his father did. I'm done. The musicians can come and play. I'm done. I'm, I'm through. You can play. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I've already gone longer than I wanted to. Parents, the actions that you are taking, the, the behavior that you're manifesting, that is what your children are going to copy. And when they are grown up, they're just going to act just like you. Some of you are frustrated today. Why is my son like that? Why is my daughter like that? He's just acting like you. 
He's only reflecting what you did. So the choices that you make have consequences. And the question I want to ask you today as I'm wrapping this up is very, very simple. Do you want a compliment or do you want a compliment? Pastor, I want to be a compliment with an E. I want to be a compliment with an E. Anybody? Hmm. Pastor, I'm interested in my growth. I'm not going to remain the same. Anybody? Pastor, I'm committing today that I'm going to make my needs known. I'm not going to be quiet no more. I'm going to say what is in my heart. Anybody? Pastor, I am dating somebody. I love this person. I want to be with them. I want to get married to them, but I, I, I need God to help me to see clearly if they're a compliment with an I or a compliment with an anybody. I need God to help me to see. Don't raise your hand, brother Jeff. You're already married, so you can't get out of it. The wife had to tell him, brother Jeff, put your hand down. Praise the Lord. I want to get married. I'm dating somebody, but I, I don't know. If they're a compliment with an E or a compliment with an I. Anybody? Every head is bowed, every set of eyes closed as we pray. Father God, we want to respond to your word today. It has challenged us to, to look deep within. I pray, oh God, that you help us to be compliments with an E. People who are concerned about growth, becoming better and helping others. And Lord, if we are compliments with an eye, please change that within us. I'm asking you, oh Father, to help us to see what we can see in the people around us. I'm asking you, Lord, that for somebody who is about to make a life-changing decision of marriage, they, they will be clear that they are first a compliment with an E. And the person they are with is also an accompaniment with an E. And Father, that you may start to do what you did in Rehoboam by asking him to come down from his upward position. And Lord, I pray today that you'd help us to be humble and to serve those who are around us. And so Father, bless us and guide us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you.